This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 399, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, August the 10th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 399, the Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, August the 10th. I'm actually recording this on August the 11th, and somehow I was actually able to power through eight comics because I'm actually on vacation when this drops. Um, so I'm up in northern Ontario. Well, I'm not going to call it northern Ontario because it's not that far north, considering how big Ontario is, but for my U.S. Uh, listeners, they probably don't even really know anything about Ontario, but I'll be in uh, I'll be uh, in cottage country in Ontario, uh, enjoying myself for a week. Probably recording a little bit on vacation uh, as part of episode 400. Um, I'm really excited about episode 400. So far, I've recorded I think three segments for that episode. Uh, two epi- two segments actually talking about HeroClix, which we haven't done in the podcast for a while, uh, with uh, guests uh, AJ Reese and Leonor Alana. I also have guest uh, Dan Gavazdan from the Amazing Spider Tech podcast uh, coming back. It's been a hundred episodes since he was on the show, so what better time? Apparently, he's my uh, the guest who shows up on the on the the big ones 300 400 probably 500 uh i don't know if i'll ever get to a thousand but if i was holy crap he'd be there um so good stuff and we have good interviews coming up in the next few months uh that are we're working on scheduling so i'm excited for that stuff as well but for now let's talk about comics uh first up this week uh actually let's talk about some of the comics i did not get a chance to read uh thus far even though i've been able to go through eight already i've heard good things about deathstroke rebirth number one but haven't chance hadn't haven't had a chance to read it yet uh flash number four flintstones two hell jordan and the green Lantern Corps number two new superman number two red hood and the outlaws number one suicide squad most wanted out diablo and boomerang they're really still doing this weird kind of format where it's basically two separate miniseries wedged into one it's kind of a weird way to do things um and especially because last time i felt like it was more i can't remember who the character i guess it was katana and deadshot deadshot's more bankable boomerang all diablo like i i don't really know if they really i they're really just trying to build off of a, the Suicide Squad interest in the film, I guess. Which we did discuss in episode 396. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, new issue of Wonder Woman came out. New issue of... Uh, sorry, new launch of, I believe, a Hickman book, which is Black Monday Murders. I could be wrong. Uh, the Accused, number one. I'm excited to read it, but have not had a chance yet. Uh, A-Force, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, All New All Different Avengers Annual, All New X-Men, Black Panther, Daredevil, Darth Vader, Deadpool and Mercs for Money, Scarlet Spider-Man 2099 and Spider-Man Deadpool. So what did I get a chance to read? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, First up, we've got Action Comics 961. I have made no bones about the fact that I'm really loving this. Uh, It's written by Dan Jurgens. He really has a a handle on what he's trying to do here. Um, It's a very entertaining issue to read. Um, The artist uh, did a good job. I believe it's Segovia. uh, Steven Segovia. Um... You know, really good art. Um, it's an entertaining story. I guess the the argument could be made that it's a little bit slow moving. Like we're just getting issue after issue of Superman fighting Doomsday. I don't feel that way though because I feel like there's still a lot of good characterization here. I mean, Superman teaming up with Wonder Woman, which obviously is shades of the movie because we kind of saw this there. Um, you know, his relationship with Lois, trying to protect his son. Uh, well, and really just his family uh, doing everything he can to protect them. Also, this mysterious group going out to, uh, I guess, open the gate to send uh, Doomsday back through it. 
I'm really intrigued by what's going on. Again, I don't feel it's necessarily moving slow. I can see how the argument would be made, um, but I'm still entertained, and I guess that's where I'm okay with it, is that I do feel entertained. And there's also a nice little, um, uh, not even a, I want to say like a tie-in, but there's a bit of a, a quick quick blink and you miss her uh, appearance of uh, Superwoman, which leads into Superwoman 1 number 1, which also came out this week, and which I'll be talking about shortly. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I'm really impressed and uh, enjoying Action Comics. I think I'm going to give it an 8. I, I think it's just such a great book. Um, I'm really glad that Dan Jurgens is back on the book, and he and he just has a very clear sense of what he's trying to do here, and uh, that's very much appreciated because it just feels like he knows exactly what he wants to get out of this, and I'm really entertained, and so far I'm along for the ride. Uh, next up is Old New All Different Avengers number thirteen. I like this. I don't really get all of it. It's written by um, Mark Wade, artwork by Adam Kubert. Uh, Kubert's artwork is fantastic. Uh, it's ostensibly a tie-in to Civil War II, but not really. Just there's an appearance of Ulysses, if you can call that a tie-in. Really, it's about the Vision wanting to track down Kang um, because of how he used him recently and trying to decide that maybe it's worth killing him as a child. And then some character shows up and tries to make, you know, make him choose a different decision, which that's where it kind of lost me. And then the ending... I, I don't even know where they go from here or exactly how that works. Um, it's intriguing, but I feel like it's like it's a part one to a story that we're not even going to get a payoff to right away because uh, it looks like next issue is about the Wasp. So I feel like if we kind of knew exactly what it was leading up to, I think I would be able to frame it more more easily. Uh, I'm going to still give it a seven and a half. Uh, no, screw it. I'll give it an eight. It is good. It's entertaining. I just I wasn't quite sure what to make of the ending. Uh, the artwork by Kubert is fantastic, um, and it was a very cerebral kind of look at you know time travel, especially from the context of the Vision as a robot, well, as a synthesoid, as an artificial intelligence, more or less, even though he's based on human engrams. You know what it means. Him going posing philosophical questions and trying to make decisions is really interesting. Uh, so I guess on that alone, I can give it an eight. Next up is All Stars. Sorry, almost the Superman. All Star Batman number one. This is written by Scott Snyder. Artwork by John John Romita Jr. Um, personally, I wasn't super bowled over by this. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of the art here. It was okay, but I just felt like some of the designs didn't quite work for me. Like Duke's costume didn't really work for me. Um, the weird kind of way that Two Face has the the like the. Uh, like a thing pulled over his head was weird. Black Spider just looks like Black Tarantula, so that kind of felt weird to even have that character uh, show up. Batman with the chainsaw is kind of cool, but like Firefly and uh, I forget the other character just didn't quite look right. And I don't know. It, it was okay. It just didn't make me love it. And it, again, it had elements, but I don't know if it quite sold me enough. And although Gentleman Ghost showing up at the end was awesome looking, that just the visual would look cool. Then there's uh, the Cursed Wheel by Scott Snyder and Declan Shalvey, and that's more of uh, Duke's training at the end. That is interesting. Uh, just kind of see where they're going to go from there. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. It was, it was all right. It was not. I think great. I think part of it is too, I just felt confused. Like, I like that Scott Snyder just kind of jumps into the story. But at the same time, I didn't feel like we got a lot, like, 
suitable background and we got these weird kind of time jumps backwards but it's not really explaining all of it not that I necessarily wanted to explain all of it but just I, something feels off about it like we're just kind of jumping into it this two-faced story and I feel like a little bit of more proper setup would not have been the la- you know the worst thing in the world but I'll give it a seven uh, next up is Amazing Spider-Man 16 uh, I'll give it a six it's Before Dead No More Part 1, Whatever the Cost, by Dan Slott and Giuseppe Camincoli. It just felt, like, awkward and, you know, kind of all over the place. I mean, we have a Parker Industries lab that blows up, and then Spider-Man goes there, and he isn't. there's one guy he's able to save, but he's really hurt, and he wants to save his life. And because of conveniently early on the issue, he meets this technology firm that has this break you know, cutting-edge technology that's very expensive but could potentially save this guy's life. So Peter kind of puts it on himself to because he was hurt at his own um, plant to shell it out to, to save this guy. While at the same time, uh, J. Jonah Jameson's father uh, is, you know, dying or at least very ill, and they get approached by this company, which ends up factoring in later, and uh, eventually uh, J. Jonah Jameson kind of makes the decision that, yes, we should do this uh, to save his life. Although it feels like they quickly, you know, bring back Marla, and I'm like, that's kind of like, what? But also at the same time, not really that surprising. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like Dead No More has some potential, but I guess I'm just bothered by the Jackal, whether this actually is Miles Warren or not, but the Jackals are so crazy over the top these days in terms of what he can do. Like, back in the day, he he made two clones, and that was a huge deal. And then in the clone saga, he was generating clones all over the place, and everyone was like, well, maybe they should dial it back a little. And instead, Spider-Owl went even fucking crazier, uh, and just feels like he gets bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where I don't know if he's as believable as a Spider-Man villain anymore and just he could just kind of do whatever he wants like now he's just bringing people back to life and regrowing bodies from limbs and like that part's kind of interesting but when he's bringing back like dead people then it's kind of like well, I don't know if I really buy that and how that works especially with like memories like how does how's that supposed to work like it just bugs me uh, I'm gonna what did I say a six I think it's a six the artwork I did enjoy I thought the artwork was good I, I liked the fact that Electro He's here. I don't know. Like, did he, wasn't he in jail at some point? I don't know. Giuseppe Camicoli does a good job in art. I like the art. Um, we had some kind of real stakes at the beginning, but J. Jordan Jameson Sr. is not actually on death's door. And then we introduced this, you know, miracle kind of super blood kind of uh, Star Trek into darkness kind of idea. And then it kind of takes me out a little. Because um, it's just, it's just, it's a little too crazy. Uh, even for the Marvel Universe. So I'll give it a six. Uh, next up is Detective Comics 938. I actually really dug this. Um, I'm really digging the story and getting more on um, Batwoman's father. I thought it was a really kind of interesting way to go and explaining you know how he made the decisions he's made. Uh, it's interesting too like we're dealing with the colony, but there's also like the potentially larger threat that's out there in the League of Shadows if it's real. Uh, obviously, uh, the colony lose it's real. This is written by James Tinian the fourth artwork by Alvaro Martinez. Um, I thought the artwork was great. I like that we're starting to get um, Clayface doing a little bit more and being more useful in the team, and I, I just find that really thrilling. Um, so I'm interested to see where we go from here. I, again, like this and Action Comics, I think, are some of the best reads of the Rebirth era. And, um, yeah, I don't think they should be missed. I think they're really good. And the fact that they're twice a month, I'm okay with because they're very entertaining. Next up is Old Man Logan, number 10. 
this was great. Again, it's some of the best art in comics. I mean, it's Andrea Sorrentino doing an amazing job with Jeff Lemire telling a, a really interesting story because you have the present day and you also have the flashbacks to an alternate future. That's a weird sentence to say of kind of seeing Wolverine's encountering people that eventually he'll encounter in the in his future or I guess his past, the future of an alternate timeline. Um, and it's kind of seemed interesting to see him seeing more about his world fleshed out from before we saw him in Old Man Logan I think is really interesting and engaging and, and adds a certain level of gravitas to everything that he does uh, it makes the character feel very lived in um, you know he might be you know popping in his claws these days but he's been through hell and I like that we're getting more of a sense of that uh, with every issue just that seeing more of that origin I just think is really really well done I'll give it an 8.5 out of 10 it's Somehow, I think it's a little bit better than Action Comics and all new, all different Avengers and Detective Comics, but not by much. Uh, but it's just barely there. And next up is Superwoman number one. I love this. This was great. Like this was unexpected. Um, I knew obviously that we were going to get uh, Lois Lane as Superwoman. I didn't realize we were getting a powered up Lana Lang. Spoilers. Uh, I thought that was you know a surprise, but awesome. Uh, this issue is written and penciled by Phil Jimenez. Uh, it's gorgeous. I love the interplay between Lois and Lana. This looks like an A, you know, like a, a true A release. Like the artwork is absolutely top of the line. It looks great. It has a certain classic uh, sensibility to it. Um, this this was great. And in that first kind of sequence when you have Lana tapping into her powers, it looks awesome. Um, the way that the two characters are written, the the way that we're getting it from Lana's perspective, the way that Lex Luthor's written here, really engaging and interesting. I'm a little curious exactly how that last page works. Like that was the one page where I thought I was a little confused by the layout, but and exactly what is supposed to be happening. I mean, it's clear what's happening, but at the same time, it felt a little awkward. Uh, but this is this is fantastic. Uh, I can't recommend this enough. Like I think, like it's one probably the best book I've read so far. Well. Maybe the next book will beat that. I'm going to give it a 9, though. And the last but not least, by any stretch of the imagination, is Vision number 10. Uh, this is by Tom King and Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. Jordi Belair on colors. I have to mention Jordi Belair because the colors are haunting in this book. Um, I mean, did you ever... Have you ever imagined that you would ever get a book where the Vision and his synthesoid daughter would sit, would have a discussion on prayer and then pray for their, you know... Uh, I don't know what do you want to say deactivated dead uh, son slash brother like this is haunting um, and then the, the the idea of grief and the vision experiencing grief and loss and and the feeling of you know having lost out on his son and then uh, gonna go you know confront who killed his son uh, this was just breathtaking comics I don't know if you can find better uh, it's fantastic uh, even like the last, you know, a couple pages where Vision's all suited up like as Vision and about to leave, and he makes himself super dense, and so he's super heavy, and he's like kind of cracking the floor underneath him. He's just got his, you know, his hands are clen- his fists are clenched. He puts his hand out with, uh, and they mentioned this earlier in the comic, uh, with um, Steve Rogers' old, you know, lighter uh, that's made out of vibranium, and he's like, there's this energy shield around. The, the property and he's able to bust through using this and then he just kind of goes flying out to do what he needs to do and uh, Iron Man has to kind of assemble the troops to go stop him this was just was just a, a thrilling masterstroke of a comic I'm going to be so sad when this is over because 
I mean, what's nice is I feel like this is going to be a comic that will kind of sit on its own. Like, it's not necessarily married to any particular time frame. Like, if you read it, 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 I mean, obviously there's certain, you know, kind of links to current continuity, but not in such a way that you need to understand what's happening. As long as you get what's happening with Vision and his family, that's really all that matters. And that's what makes this book so beautifully uh, concise and fantastic. I loved every minute of it. I'm going to give it a nine. Um, and then th- that's everything I had a chance to read. Uh, if we look ahead for next week, now this episode is probably going up on, I don't know, the 16th or 17th, I'm not sure. Because uh, the next episode after that, episode 400, is going to be a little bit, a few days later, like than usual. So I might be pushing the reviews episode up a little bit. Uh, but coming out next week on the 17th, some of the highlights include Aquaman, Batman, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, number one, launching that book officially. There's the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hardcover collection for that recent miniseries. Justice League, number three. Nightwing, number three. Uh, Suicide Squad, number one. Supergirl Rebirth, number one. The Adam, interested to see how they set the stage. Uh, Wonder Woman by George Perez, volume one. Uh, over at IDW, there's Disney Magic Kingdom Comics, number two. Um, there's My Little Pony, Friends Forever, number 31. I can't believe it's been going on that long. That's pretty amazing. Uh, Uncle Scrooge, 17. Um, from uh, from Marvel, you've got All New Humans, All New Wolverine, Black Widow, uh, Civil War, uh, let's see, 2, Amazing Spider-Man, number 3, Civil War 2, Choosing Sides, number 4, Civil War 2, Gods of War, number 3, Civil War 2, X-Men, number 3, uh, Daredevil Punisher, Fought the Fallen, number 1, I'm excited to read that. Uh, Gwenpool number five. I'm really shocked by how much I'm enjoying that book. A new issue of Mockingbird, Power Man and Iron Fist, Spider Woman. Uh, there's the Star Brand Trade Paperback Volume Two, New Universe. Uh, Star Wars Poe Dameron number five. There's the third trade paperback of Star Wars called Rebel Jail. Sorry, Rebel Jail. I wanted this to say Rebel Yell for some reason. Uh, Ultimates number ten, Uncanny Avengers twelve, and Web Warriors number ten. Uh, and as well, I'm super excited. This is finally coming out. Uh, clause number seven. So that should be good as well. If you'd like to email us at Comic Shenanigans, you could do so at ComicShenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. And you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Again, in three to four, probably four or five days, we're going to have episode 400 coming out. So that'll be something exciting to look forward to. Um, and yeah, I hope you really enjoy it. I, I think I, I think it's going to be a good episode. It's going to be a rather long one because there's a bunch of different segments kind of built into the episode. So uh, it's almost going to be like you're getting four or five episodes in one. Uh, and I, I think you're really going to dig it. So make sure to look out for episode 400 coming out soon. Thanks again, and we will catch you next time at Comic Shenanigans. Bye-bye.